There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy D., sports director at the Tennessean, and I am here with... Gentry Estes, sports columnist at the Tennessean. You know who's not here? Eric Bacharach, Titans beat writer. But we're still talking Titans, and what we're doing, as we have done every week of the NFL season, is picking every single NFL game against the point spread, as provided by BetMGM.com. We're doing this on on a Wednesday, so some of these lines have already changed a little, which we've updated, and some of them may change some more. But we will go through each game and pick it against the line and uh, let you know how we've been doing. Eric went 10-4 and four last week and is 83-78-1 on the season against the spread. I went 10-4, and four and I'm a miserable 71-88-1, but I haven't been bad the last few weeks. And Gentry, you went 9-5. and five. You're 70-59 and because you started a week or two late. We also pick, out of all these games, each of us pick a pick of the week, like the one we would bet on if we were only bet on one game, which we don't bet on any games. But if you were going to, and I am five, five and six pick of the weeks, as is Eric, and you are three and five. So if we were just picking one game a week, we would be broke now. Yeah, I, I do like having a uh, a winning record, though. That's really what you uh, you can't beat. That no, you can't. It's a spread picking. You can't. Games. But but realistically, only the most degenerate of degenerate gamblers is going to go bet on every single game and pick a side in every one. Some sooner or later, you see a game you don't like, and you pick out the best ones that you like. So I'm I'm telling myself that I would be I have a great record if I was just. I, I think games people that that listen to. To us and other people picking games, there's a confirmation bias. We're just kind of yeah. If they're already about to do it, we might push them right. Push them over that point. And if we agree on a game, we urge you to bet against us because that tends to be the way it goes. No, Tommy, at least. Yeah. Well, no, actually, <laughs> the ones where we all three agree have, have all very often gone the other way. Our records this last week are very similar because yeah. of that. I think right. Uh, and and to, to be fair, Tommy got off to a horrible start I the did. first few weeks of the season, but has been hanging in there since. Yeah. And and when in doubt, they just look and see because I always pick first because I create the file these are in. They just pick against me, which is why they're doing much better. So we will start. Perhaps with, some truth to that. There you go. We'll start Thursday with the Colts at the Texans, and boy, this is a hard one for me. The Texans are given three and a half points, and I'm just not sure who's going to show up each week on either side of this game. So I took the Texans, but with a low confidence pick. I whenever you have these Thursday night games, I. I I like to to lean toward the more complete team, especially a team with better defense, because I, I just think it, teams aren't right on Thursday. You just whatever you expect out of them, you you necessarily can't expect it in that scenario because they're just not going to be sharp. So, Almost the opposite with Mondays. I mean, I expect you know both teams are pretty much as good as they're going to be on a Monday night. Right. Thursdays but, are weird. But the thing that that would not be susceptible to a short week would be guys running and tackling. I mean, really, it, just the physical stuff that's not involving timing and uh, intricacy. So I think a better defense. And I, I think the Colts don't have a better quarterback than the Texans, but I do think they have a more complete team. And they're very good in the trenches, so I, I liked them in this game. I think they went straight up. Okay, and Eric took the ty- Texans, giving three and a half points. We moved to Sunday. Big week. Uh, Giants at Bears, not a big game. Uh, the Bears are hard to figure. You know, they they got a really good defense, or they had seemed to have one. And 
an almost anemic offense. And the Giants weren't very good early, but at least have shown a pulse lately. Bears are given six and a half points, and I think they're good for the, the touchdown win at home. God, it's tough to pick the Bears given six and a half, though. No, they might not score six and a half. Yeah, their offense is pretty bad, and it's tough to take a big line with a team that can't score points. I We did all take the Bears, and, and I think that has more to do with the Giants just not being reliable in any way than, than the Bears. Uh, at this point, I know Mitch Trubisky's banged up. He had like a hip thing in the last game. That might actually make them better. Yeah. And, and not to oh, pile not on Trubisky, I actually do believe – it's a Titans kind of situation where the guy on the bench really might be better at this point. There's also a thing that when the Bears quit trying to trying to get cute and when they just line up and run the ball, they're a much better team. They can run the football, but they get talked out of it real easily. They do, and and you know you watch the the Bears and there, there's a lot of talent on that yeah. offense. They're, they 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 got receivers like Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel who they just don't involve very much because they don't have a quarterback that's able to do it. My God, Mitch Trubisky, the number two pick in the draft, ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. We're going to be talking about that decades yeah. from now. Yeah, how'd that work out for you, Bears? So, but we all did take the Bears in this one. Okay, we're also agree on the next one. The Panthers are at the Saints, a big number, nine and a half, in New Orleans, and I just think the Panthers have gotten beyond dysfunctional. There's there's CMC, and that's it. That's Christian McCaffrey. If you don't keep up, but um. Saints are a pretty good team, and with a nasty defense, I think they cover this. And quite frankly, I think they cover that fairly easily. The Panthers losing to the Falcons last week the way they did was one of the most pathetic performances. I got I've one seen. right. That that was a, a truly pathetic performance by a team that I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And you saw the Vikings doing the same thing against the Broncos, but the difference was the Vikings showed up in the second half, came back, and won the game. Right. Panthers, I think Kyle Allen threw four picks. This is a defense that – apparently is playing way, way above its head all of a sudden in the Falcons. But we still know they're beatable, and and the Panthers just weren't able to do that. So to think they're going to bounce back off a pretty terrible performance and go to New Orleans and, and beat a team like the Saints, I'm not seeing it. So we're all laying the nine and a half. Yeah, nine there. and a half, I, that's a big spread. but Yeah. We're, we're now talking about a, a Lions team that's going to Washington. Lions are given three and a half points, and the Lions are this team that – we all kind of like and we all think it's kind of good and then they kind of lose mostly and you know they, they can't quite get over a hump and and when they do you know they come they look like all game they're going to play beyond the point spread and cover and then somehow blow it and they're giving three and a half points which makes me nervous uh on the road but the redskins are just pathetic they're awful and i think the lines are going to cover here you know and the lines also got a big thanksgiving day i don't know who they play but they always play on thanksgiving so they'll they'll uh, be at home the next week and looking forward to a turkey game. The the Lions have kind of dropped the ball here mm-hmm. in the last month or so. They had a they had a chance to to really have a pretty good team this year and it didn't come together for them. But yeah, they're not where Washington is. Right. So we all agreed and we take the Lions and give the points there. We move along to the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Falcons are at home. All of a sudden, the resurgent Atlanta Falcons that look a little more like what we thought their roster is, given four and a half points. I think of Vegas jumping on that. They're, you know, they're no, no time to adjust there. They, they're jumping right on Atlanta after two good wins. Yeah, and I'm jumping off the bandwagon. I've been, I've actually picked both of those games correctly um, against the spread with the Falcons the last two weeks. One of the few games I've, I've gotten right you know, on, on my year. Um, but I felt good about those. But my belief is they're just – you know, I'm really just saying I don't think they can win three games in a row because 
of what happened before. I don't think they just flipped a switch and now they're good. You know, you talk about four interceptions. Well, are they? Does it that what it takes for them to win? Kind of thing. I think having watched that game, the Falcons. Their offense has been pretty good all year. It's mm-hmm. been their defense that's been the issue. And all of a sudden, their defense is playing lights out. And I I have no idea why. I don't know why the switch goes on all of a sudden. Maybe they're playing for their coach and Dan Quinn. I, I But the Buccaneers, if you can throw the ball, which the Falcons can, they got all kinds of receivers, and Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. You can you can, hand, you can usually beat the Bucs, and I think the Falcons will do it. All right, and Eric Bacharach's with you, an opposite me, and that he is taking the Falcons. We move along to Cincinnati where the Bungles, the Bengals, are hosting the Steelers. Steelers given six and a half on the road. Despite last week and helmet assaults and all that kind of stuff, I, I still think the Steelers have pretty much figured out who they are and, and know how to operate within themselves better than they did after the ma- losing two, you know, basically all pro guys and then losing Roethlisberger early in the season two guys from the roster obviously last year and antonio brown and boy i'm drawing a blank here Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell. bell and having to really make some major adjustments there and figure out what they are and who they are but the Bengals are just awful so we're all taking the steelers and giving the six and a half now we got the Raiders, a team that I have a lot of trouble predicting. When I think they're about about the time I make up my mind that they're good, they play bad, and about the time I make up my mind that they're not good, they they play good. And they are given two and a half points at the Jets, who've shown a little sign of life lately. But again, we're all in agreement, and uh, the three of us all have the Raiders giving the two and a half and covering on the road. Two and a half just doesn't seem like a lot. I thought that was a load line. If it was six and a half, I might be going the other way, quite frankly. The, the Raiders, it's I think the stat is they're six and four, but I think all their wins have been by fewer than ten or seven points. I mean, they're not – even last week they played the Bengals and won, like I think it was 17-10. Yeah. So they're not just obliterating people. And I think they had the ball like three times driving with a chance to kind of put it away and somehow – They fumbled near the goal yeah. line and did, did some things. But, yeah, I, 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 two and a half, yeah, I mean, I take the Raiders. I think they're the better team. Yeah. We do disagree on the next one. That that one, we're all in the Raiders. I'm taking the Dolphins at home and taking ten and a half against the Browns. I think the Browns are are a distraction unto themselves, especially with what happened last week. I don't like giving a big number on the even at home with them. I just don't think they're consistent enough. I don't think Miami's going to win the game. But I think when it's all said and done, that Miami covers the ten and a half point line at Cleveland. I see your your reasoning there. I mean, the Browns are a circus right now. Yeah, they just are. I mean, they played what probably was their best game of the season to beat the Steelers last week the way they did. No doubt. And then to have that happen with Miles, it's just, they can't. They 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 can't have nice things yeah. right now. And I. That said, the Dolphins are terrible, and I, I think it, you t- with the game being in Cleveland, that that the Browns are good enough to to put it on somebody, and uh, that they're clearly better than. Um, I mean, they did look good against the Steelers before that whole mess yeah, they with did. Garrett. So, uh, I don't know. They've been, if not for the Falcons, I would call the Browns the most underachieving team in the NFL this year. So they the, the Falcons have kind of figured it out. So maybe the Browns will too. Okay, so you got the Browns, as does Eric Bacharach. The, uh, interesting team lately. The Broncos at the Bills. Uh, the Broncos have have uh, kind of figured out who they are and and started playing better. I think better Brandon, football. Brandon Allen's outplayed Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's part of what's happening. Yeah, and the, the Bills are given three and a half at home. I haven't looked at the weather, but I assume by this time of year, you're probably 
80 degrees below zero every time you play in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody says, boy, I'm looking forward to going to Buffalo and playing in that environment. I'm taking the bills. I'm giving the three and a half. But I, if, if it had been a little bit higher number, I think I might have taken the points because I don't think necessarily the Broncos win. But I do respect that, that they're playing pretty good football lately. Decent football. I think the bills have overachieved this season. I, I think they've they've won above their talent by winning. Punching above their weight. Yeah, by winning games like the one they won in Nashville where they didn't play particularly well and they just happened to win like 14 well, They had a home field advantage here, you have to admit, with their 50-50 stands. But I just I keep waiting for the revert to the mean moment with the Bills. This feels like it. I'll, I'll buy in on the Broncos. They went to Minnesota last week and played pretty well. They could have won that game. Yep. Eric is taking the Bills along with me. So I was the only one of the three to take the Broncos. Eric always here. just looks, if he can't figure it out, he just looks at what I picked and then picks against me. So I don't know what happened there. So he really likes the Bills. He must, here, must really think that they're going to romp. <laughs> Skipping ahead to the Cowboys at the Patriots. So. Uh, the winner here is, I guess CBS has the rights to this game. Uh, they will win the afternoon ratings war for sure. Cowboys at Patriots. Patriots given six and a half points. And I'm taking the Patriots, although I I like their defense. I don't really like their offense at all. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys here. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure Dallas wins this game. Six and a half is a lot for a team that's struggling offensively, and New England is struggling offensively right now. Yeah, and uh, Dallas is one of those teams that when I look at them, and, and I think they're about about the time, like the Raiders. About the time I make up my mind, they're good. They lay a, they lay an egg, and about the time I think yeah, you just can't trust them, they go out and really play well against somebody. So it's not a high confidence pick with me, but I'm taking the Patriots as is Eric. We're we're in lockstep here lately. The Cowboys need their defense to be more consistent, but offensively they've got a lot of weapons and they're they're doing mm-hmm. well. Dak Prescott is I think one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league this year. Right. What he's been able to do week by week is. He took over the game last week. I think yeah. he threw for some like 450 yards. And I know the Patriots' defense is good. And they, they're good at taking away what you're good at, too. So they'll take away that running game. But that def- those defensive numbers tend to get inflated when you play the Jets, Dolphins, and That's Bills true. twice. Yeah, I this think their record tends to get inflated. They're playing a good offense this week. And I think, again, it's at New England, I think it's a, but I think it's a lot closer than six and a half. I, I feel fairly strongly about the Cowboys here. I considered that for lock of the week. All right, well, we move along to the Packers at the 49ers uh, who are surging along, given three and a half points, uh, probably the surprise team in the NFL this year, you think? 49ers, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why I'm going with them. I think they're a really sound team. I love their defense. I think they got enough offense. And every time I look at the Packers, I'm just never impressed with them. They win, though. I agree. They haven't looked very good, but they keep winning, and they keep beating good teams. This This is a good team in a tough game. But I will say the 49ers played the Cardinals last weekend in a game where you would have expected the 49ers to win pretty easily, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals gave them a little trouble. And, and this, this 49ers defense that had been dominant for a lot of this season, yeah, you started seeing some cracks there. And I just feel like the Packers are a better team. Their defense is very good. They have a better quarterback. They're, they're – yeah, I agree. When you watch them, they don't always pass the eye test. But, they, God, they, they know how to win these games. And – the Packers are looking to me like a team that's going to be playing pretty deep into January, and I'm not sure yet about San Francisco. Good game here, though. All right. And so Eric, I was the only one to take the I'll, Packers. I'll, I'll be watching that game as much as I can while we'll be at the Titans. Actually, yeah, the Titans play afternoon, so I guess or I won't. Packers at 49ers kind of remind you of Brett Favre against Steve yeah. Young. and Yeah, yeah, I remember Joe Montana. You probably don't. Yeah, but I was dating him with Brett Favre. Yeah, was that like Bart Starr against Joe Montana or something like that? <laughs> anyway, uh 
Eric Bachrock picked the 49ers also, given the three and a half. So uh, I've gone and I'll just point yeah, out, I've, I've gone against the odd man you guys out on quite a few of these. I'm the odd man out on this next game. Seahawks at Eagles. Eagles tentatively giving a very, a very soft one and a half. I think they came out. I think that line started at three and came down. There's a lot of people, a lot of money going on the Seattle side, and that means Vegas is on the right side. So I'm taking the Eagles. I'm betting with Vegas here, and that's literally what's kind of my thinking here is that if money's going the other way and changing that line that much, it's probably to Vegas's advantage because the Vegas always wins. I like that thought process. I I will – Look at that a lot of times too, and line in the NFL a one and a half point movement in two days on a line is a big deal. You had said the Raiders and Cowboys were your team to not figure. I think it's the Eagles. They're, yeah. they're, they're week to week. They're they're good enough to be a contender. They are, but they but they don't play well enough to be a contender. If that makes the sense. one I don't know about and I haven't for a couple of years is Carson Wentz, a guy who earlier in his career looked like he he was on 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 a path to becoming one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and he's just Kind of flattened out a little bit. Not not as consistent. Uh, their offense is not as explosive as it was the year they won the Super Bowl. Not even close, really. And their defense is about is clearly worse. They're clearly weak. They're weak in the secondary. They did hang with the Patriots last week, though, and they scrapped pretty good there. And and they're the kind of team that every matchup they go into, you're like, eh, I could see it. But Seahawks are good. I, like the Packers, I, I think Seattle is that team that's positioned themselves to be playing pretty deep into January. Mm-hmm. But they can't let it get away this time of year. It's, it's, a, it's a big game for them going to Philly. I like the Seahawks, but I I wouldn't bet a lot on this one, I'll tell you that. that I think it's a tough call. Yeah, Eric Bacharach is also with you with the Seahawks. Monday night, and again, we will circle back to the Titans right after this game, a very interesting Monday night game. Ravens, the probably the them. This is maybe more than the Niners. Your real surprise team in the NFL, given three and a half points out on the left coast at the Rams, which is which have really not played up to the hype uh, coming off of the Super Bowl appearance. Again, you you two went with the Ravens, and I went yep. with the Rams. Um, I think the Rams' defense is too fast for this for what Baltimore wants to do. Mm-hmm. Rams got a lot of speed on the back end of their defense, and I don't think. You know, look, I've, I've kind of gone against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens a few times here, and men look stupid doing it, uh, including last week where they just, just whipped the Texans out of nowhere. This could be one of those games, but I just feel like the Rams – I still like a, the talent the Rams have. I still feel like they're a dangerous team when everything goes right. Well, the NFL is, is the copycat league, and, and so far nobody's given you anything to copy against the Ravens to say this is how you shut that down. That's true. And, and, and when you bring something as – like every college team at least once a year sees the option of some form, and, and this is kind of a zone read option team is what they are. And when the NFL sees something like that, it's like the playbook came from Mars, and they have no – the defensive coordinators are like, is that even legal? Um and they take a while, and when they figure it out, they figure it out real good. I, I agree. I'm betting that nobody's that, that the Rams aren't going to be the ones to figure it out, although they have the personnel to do so. Here, here's one thing that concerns me, too, about the Ravens right now, and, and, and not to jinx Lamar Jackson. I covered him for for three years at Louisville. I, you know, I knew what kind of talent he was before he got in the league, but they're one play away from having their season and all their dreams shot if he gets hurt. Right. And he runs so much. Yeah. And here's the thing: we've seen guys like Cam Newton who who look fresh for a little while, and then they get beat up, and now now all of a sudden they can't run no more. Right, and either that or they just don't want to do it because it's right, no fun to take those hits. Yeah. And 
the thing about Lamar, and he was always this way at Louisville too. No one ever gets a clean shot on him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, certain people have that ability. Yeah, and but in the NFL, somebody's fast enough that eventually they do. You you're you're tempting fate every time you do it, and every time you do it, the odds get higher that something's going to happen. And if he did get banged up and was out for a few weeks, they're done. Yeah, that's a team that I do not think has the ability to adjust otherwise. Okay, well we'll keep an eye out for that. We're going to circle back around now. The Jaguars who humiliated the Titans, I thought basically in Jacksonville in a rainstorm. Yeah, but their but their press box was leaking. So that, yeah, you know, so any any pride and <laughs> that they had from that you game there. should have disappeared by, yeah. by the press box leaking on us as we're on a rainy night. That's pretty bad. Um, Gardner Minshew wasn't leaking. He was throwing dimes, but he's not uh he's not, not there. This now. is this. This time, he might be back before it's over, but they've got money invested in Nick Foles. So the Jags at the Titans, the Titans are giving three and a half points. And I think I picked it 14 to 10 because it's just the kind, it's the kind of game that the Titans against the Jags, bad run defense, should be able to go out and hand it to Derrick Henry 28 times and, and do what he did last year in, in Nissan Stadium where he had the 200-plus yard game and the 99-yard run against the Jags. But they won't because they're just not made to make things easy on themselves. But they will cover. That was a, a if 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 maybe not other than Denver, that was the worst performance of the season so far for the Titans. I think if you remember early in that game, Adoree Jackson had the fumble on the kick return mm-hmm. or, or punt return, and yeah. um, they'd actually stopped him on the opening series. He fumbled a punt deep in their own territory, gave the Jags a touchdown, and then. From that moment on, they're chasing the game, and for some reason, when the when the Titans have been chasing games most of this season, they're down one point. They act like they're down twenty. They do, and they completely they disregard Derrick Henry. They've can stop that a little bit lately. In Carolina, they still ran him. This last week against Chiefs, they still ran him. Mm-hmm. So, so they've. But yes, at that moment of the season, it was almost like Derrick Henry didn't exist when they fell behind early. The Jags didn't really. I mean, I think the final score was twenty to seven, and Fournette broke a long run late in the game, and they really stopped him most of the way until yeah. then. It was a rainy night, just a Thursday night game, and all well, the, the Titans players, did look terrible. They were not ready to play that game, right. and and you see that on Thursday. I don't, I don't envy these guys having to turn around after. A, if they were, played a physical game against the Colts the week yeah, before, and now right? and now you got to go on the road right. and do this just a few days later, and you. I think I picked the Jags in that game for that exact reason was because it, and I in this one I'm picking the Titans because I think they're the better team. I think this might actually be a Titans home game that does not go down to the last 10 seconds. There's no way. That never happens. You're too new here. That's never happened ever before. <laughs> no matter how it yeah, goes. Exactly. They're up 28 nothing. It'll be yeah. But yeah. I think the Titans They're up 28 nothing with a minute and a half left the the other team's driving to take a lead. Nick Foles is throwing touchdowns. Right. But I, I just feel like that the Jags are on the decline a little bit. I've never had been really been impressed with them most of the season and I think that the Titans they're coming off a bye week. They have a lot riding on this. If they don't play well here, I'd sure like to know why. Yeah, so would I. And and Eric is in agreement. So we're unanimous that we think the Titans are going to win and, and move into winning record territory with this. So now that moves us along to our picks of the week. And uh, for obvious reasons, I'm going to let you tell us about yours. Yeah, I went with the Titans here That for our, our lock of the week. we It's, it's basically... I'm the wrong person to take the advice on this because I've been terrible on the picks of the week, both in our in this pick and our college picks. But it was either this or the Cowboys against the Patriots, and I, I'm I'm not going to lock it up against the Patriots. I'm just not. That's, yeah, don't that's, bet. that's not if a winning bet, strategy. If I'm betting, I'm you know who who do I want to bet against? How about that Tom Brady guy? But no, I, no, I've not 
bet, made that my pick of the week. But I kind of go either. through, and it's like, who do I feel, yeah. feel strongest about? And I felt strongest about the Titans. Okay, well, Eric took the Ravens, given the three and a half at the Rams, which I can see. Uh, the Ravens have been on a tear, and I think I think there's a an argument to be made, and I don't know if this is Eric's thinking, but I, I did think about this, is that Vegas hasn't quite caught up with the Ravens yet in making their lines and that, that their lines are deflated. I think, it's, if anything, it's that they're still overestimating the Rams a little bit. That might which be, I understand yeah. that. I mean, the Rams still, if there's you look a at lot what of pieces got, of there's a lot of pieces out there. They're still a very good team when they want to be. But, right. Uh, so anyway, Eric is taking the Ravens, giving the three and a half. And I am taking the 49ers at home, giving the three and a half against the uh, Green Bay Packers because I just think they're the better team and Green Bay just fails to impress me. I picked against both of you in the yeah. picks of the week, both of those. So we'll see how that works out. Um, that does it for this edition of Talking Titans, picking the NFL games against the point spread. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you find your podcast. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. We would appreciate it. For Gentry Estes and the Not Here Today, uh, Eric Backrack, I am Tommy Dees, and we'll be back next week. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.